You are not deprived. You are disciplined. I absolutely love this quote from today's guest. Stephanie Kelly joined me on Instagram Live and here on the same 24 Hours podcast. So while overcoming food and alcohol addiction, depression, and near financial ruin that stemmed from guilt over her father's suicide, Stephanie Kelly developed that signature phrase, you are deprived, you are not deprived, you are not deprived, you are disciplined. And this encouraged her to change her entire world. And from that, she had to turn her financial tide around to stop drinking And she lost over 140 pounds she had gained. Wow. Right, right. And she did this partially, obviously, with hard work, but she celebrated every win, no matter how big or small. And in doing that, she says, this is how you gain control and discipline that carries you not only through losing fat, but gaining a more purposeful life. She says that her purpose is to make sure nobody lives another day like I did when I was almost 300 pounds and feeling completely lost. This is such a powerful episode. We really get down into the question of if you feel trapped in your body, why are you trying to just live with it? You know, this is this is part of a profound self-love question that might have an unexpected answer if you really open your hearts and listen (laughs) from the perspective of two people who um, are working toward interesting goals. And so we had a great conversation and I really, really appreciate her joining me. So you can follow Stephanie on Instagram, Stephanie underscore J underscore Kelly um, on Instagram. She really does give a motivational dose and um, keeps it real which is always appreciated. So hope you all enjoyed this episode with Stephanie Kelly. Hi, and welcome to the same 24 hours podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. Are you looking for some coaching, some life coaching in a very inexpensive and self-paced module? Of course you are. Check out the Handel Group's Inner You. It's a self-paced online coaching program. In this program, you are going to learn to deal with the areas of your life that are causing you the most suffering. We're doing great and like a lot of it, right? We've There are areas of our life that we've got down, but there are these bleeder areas that just keep coming up over and over and year after year. And that's what Inner You is here to help you figure out. So check it out, Inner You, the letter U, I-N-N-E-R-U dot coach. Scroll down to the bottom, click on Inner You Life and use the code SAME24 hours 75. And right now you will get it for half off. In the future, you'll get $75 off. So this is a big deal. It's one, one time for life, one payment and you're in for life. So 
interview.coach by the Handel Group. Follow the Handel Group and check out everything that they do, putting out such great content. These are my coaches. I believe in them. And you're going to see much more from all of us in the future. Hello, Instagram. It's Tuesday. Hey. Nothing special about that. How are you guys doing today? Awesome to see you. I have a very special guest today. So she's going to be joining momentarily. And we're going to get started with a very inspirational, transformational story. There you are. This is Stephanie Kelly. So we have been Instagram pals for a little bit because I don't know how I came across you, but um, I came across, it was a photo, you know, before and during, I hate the idea (laughs) after, but you know, you were on stage and you went from not stage ready to very stage ready. And I thought, and for people who are listening, it's like stage, I'm talking about the tiny bikini competition. And I just started following you and I just love you. (laughs) Just love you. you. So super excited to talk to you about your story and, um, you know, the myth of motivation and all the, all that you got going on. So I'll let you take it from here. Tell everyone who you are and where you're headed and we'll just chit chat because this will be. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Great to see you. Thanks for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I found, I found you because I was looking at, um, looking to do it a triathlon. I think that's how I found (laughs) That's what it was. I was like, our mom's doing triathlons kind of okay. thing. Okay. So you found me first <laughs> and then I paid attention to you. I think okay, so. Yeah. yeah. And I love uh, how you said that about the, the before and the like during, because I always call my pictures before and nows. Oh, yeah. I never call them. I'm always like, there's gonna, the after will be when I'm dead. Like that's about <laughs> it. But right there, all I have is now. I'm now and I, and then now solidifies that I can slide backwards. Like I can just, I can go backwards at any time. And that's who I'm, that old me that's in there, I'm just always trying to avoid her and you know, stay one yeah. step ahead of her. She wants what she wants. She wants out. And uh, right. she wants all the bad things. So, yeah. Right, right. Okay. So I know when, and I think the first time I chatted, you like sent you a message, it was you had posted something about, I can't even have a bite of something because it's a gateway. To, and, and I said, you know, do you really not have bites? And you were like, no. <laughs> It's a gateway. And I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of that way too. So let's talk about the weight loss transformation. Mm -hmm. And um, because that's always super interesting and super polarizing and super dramatic. And um, we're on the same page with kind of where we fall with that. So where did you start and how, like, were you always overweight? Were you a thin teenager? Mm -hmm. Like, what was your journey like? Sure. Absolutely. So I was always in shape. So growing up, I was a gymnast. Um, always wow. athletic, always in shape. We we couldn't even afford junk food when I was a kid, so we just we we ate wholesome foods and you know. And I was always active, always you know, great shape. When I was about eighteen, I started teaching group fitness, um, started training because that was just an, a natural progression from you know the gymnastics. And then I was a pom pom in high school, and I loved choreography and movement, and also loved weight training. All of it, my whole life, really, I was. Um, always on top of it. And I'll share, I'll just totally own it and be honest. I, even as a trainer, I was kind of, would look at people who were overweight and things and just kind of be like, well, it's just, dude, why can't they, you know, why can't they just eat what they're supposed to eat? Like, you know, I don't get it in, until it happened to me. And right. I'm super, um, I'm very, very appreciative of it just because of the fact that now I understand what 
people are going through. Yeah. And that's, and I appreciate you sharing that because look, we all have a judgmental trait. I don't, if people mm-hmm. are out there acting like they're not judging other people and like you're lying. So yeah. um, I appreciate you being honest about that. Cause same thing. And, and we're often most judgmental about the things that we see in ourselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, like the propensity to be a certain way and then you see it in someone else and you're like, Oh, why, why are they that way? Why did, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, that's because it's in me too. You know, yeah. it's got, you, it you're identifying. Yeah. You see what you see in others, what maybe you don't like in yourself, you right. know? And so went along my whole life. So again, same thing. Um, my husband was a trainer. And then when I met my husband, he's from Scotland and he was a rugby player and then came back to America and we got married, lived over there for a little while. Then came back here. He was a trainer. Um, Cause what do rugby players do when they come? So I was like, what do you do for a job when you come to America and you're a rugby player? It's really not much for you to do. So um, he was a trainer. And then the big part of the, the big shift in, in my life, and I find with people that I work with too, there's always some sort of, there's, there's a trauma or there's something that happens, I think, that, that takes you down that path. And for me, that was my dad's suicide. Um, when, wow. So when I had my third daughter, and I didn't gain weight with my kids. You know, I was really not a lot. Like, it's just a few. I'm still active and everything. I have three daughters. Um, they're now, like, what are they now? 22, 20, and 18. Um, but never gained weight. But then my dad uh, committed suicide and I was prefaced like talking about my dad that I love my dad. He was a great guy. He, he liked me. He, he was, he was an alcoholic. He was an addict. And, and I always say about my dad, my dad was a great guy, served his country in the Navy, was a school administrator, wonderful person. Um, he was just an alcoholic. That doesn't make us bad people. It just makes us alcoholics, right? Like that's all it is. Yeah. And so he went through, a, he had kind of relapsed right after I had my third daughter. And um, this is all just real key in my story. He relapsed. I'd had my third daughter. She was very sick at the time. She did RSV and was in the hospital. There was just a lot going on. And he had started drinking again. And I went over to his house and he was just drunk, drunk one day. And I just, the first time in my life, I just said, done with this. Like I, I need to parent my kid here right now. I can't be your parent and for you know all this time. My whole life it's a whole lifetime just kind of came out. And I really told him if you don't, you know, if you get if you get it together, I'm with you. If you don't, I'm out. I'm done. I can't do right. this anymore. So there was that big moment for me where I spoke up for myself and didn't talk to him for about a couple of weeks. Uh just kind of just kept, I just really didn't. I, I found out later that he came over to the house uh, one day. I didn't know it looking for me, but about a couple weeks later, went out, bought a swing set for my kids, called him, get, gave him a call. It was my peace offering. Like, Hey, come over and put this together. We'll put it together. It'll be, you know, like, let's just, let's just, let's, let's talk again. And he didn't answer. I left him a voicemail. And, uh, when I found out later that about five minutes before I called, he, he killed himself. He had hung himself. So I missed him that quickly uh, for me that sent me into something where and I didn't realize it at the time you know where that kind of just hating myself or feeling like I was responsible for my dad's death mm-hmm. uh, I needed somewhere to I should have gotten help I should have talked to somebody but what I did was I internalized it with food so I turned away from being this vibrant healthy like person who took care of herself loved herself you know treated herself like she gave a damn about herself to somebody who just ate mm. um, at night, I would drink you know, a bottle of wine a night at least um, to go to sleep and just because that's what I did. I, yeah. I just I punished myself with food. I used to say, I always said I love food, 
well, I, I hated food and I punished myself with food and I just got bigger and bigger and bigger until I gained, you know, twice my size on my way up to 300 pounds. And this went on for at least 12 years, 12, 13 years. In that time, I owned two gyms, which even made it harder because here I am this, you know, big gym owner, big, big, huge yeah. shape gym You're owner. Like, These right? aren't my gyms. I'm just visiting. Yeah. <laughs> These aren't really mine. That was the thing. Yeah. It was embarrassing. I did, and I didn't. It's true. It's funny you mentioned that. I didn't identify. I would go to parties, and people would talk literally about my gym. If they didn't know who I was, and I certainly didn't look like a gym owner. So I would literally um, go to parties, and people would talk about my. You know, do you go, what gym do you go to? Oh, I go here, and I love it, and da da da. And I would never. I mean, I was. A, I was the. the I remember I used to call myself um, the wizard. You know, I was behind the screen. So I, because I was an accountant in my past life, I was an accountant and a controller and all these things. So I ran the businesses from behind the curtain, but mm-hmm. I didn't take any, um, I didn't enjoy it. You know, I didn't take any response, any, any enjoyment out of it or any recognition or anything. And it probably even added to that, um, that kind of self punishment with the food and the alcohol and the inactivity and no I didn't go out there and work out or sometimes I would and then somebody would walk up and say oh are you starting any workout program you know and you just be like can I just be invisible please (laughs) can I just yeah can I just can I just work out I know like I tell this story it's in my it's in my book too um about when I first started my triathlon journey 10 years ago and I joined the gym downstairs at the at my office and the CFO came like said to me in the meeting or in the lunch and learn he's like do you want me to show you how to you know lift weights and in my past life I was a competitive weightlifter you know and I was like did that man just ask me if he could show me how to lift weight you know but (laughs) I looked like I'd never been in the gym (laughs) and so you know it's really hard to face the truth and that's what happened with you, right? I mean, you you went mm-hmm. to this self sabotage, punishing yourself, guilt, regret, blah blah blah. You know, and me. then at some point you had to say, "Okay, here's where I'm at. Here's the truth of all of this." And so, mm-hmm. when was that moment? Do you remember the moment? Yeah, absolutely. You it was decided um, to change. Yeah. It was January 2015, where I'd come out of the holidays and gained even more weight. Um, I, it's kind of like you get to a certain point where you're so big, you think you can't get any bigger, but you can, <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to be, and I did remember thinking like, I can be like one of these, my 600 pound life people. Right. Right. Me too. And it's, yeah. And I would have ended up there. So what happened was, um, I literally got on the scale though, at a point, certain point in January and I'd lost five pounds. And you would think that I'd be happy, right? And I and I remember I stepped on the scale and I thought, well, great. You've only got to do that, like, you know, tw- how many would it be like 30 more times? And I realized how many, I would always do that. Like I would lose five pounds and instead of be happy for myself, I would say, oh, great. You know, look at the big road you've got ahead of you. And that in that one moment, I just thought, no. I just remember standing in my bathroom and just being like, no, you're not going to do that again. Like that's not ever going to happen to you again. You're going to, you're going to honor every win you're mm-hmm. going to do, you know, you're going to, you're going to just accept every victory and honor every win until you get there. However, I still, I, I still felt so low about myself that I remember saying I was going to lose. And then I thought, okay, 
Plus, I was 48 years old at the time. So I remember thinking, if I don't get something together, like you're going to have, you're going to die with it on you, right? You're just, mm. you're just, it's, it's never going to come off. You know, I'm getting to the point where it's just, I'm going to get so old. So uh, how I felt back then, my body, how heavy and how creaky and everything hurt and uncoordinated, everything, right? It's, you're just going to become a prison. I was just so afraid of becoming a prisoner of my own body at that point. Right. So I remember thinking, you know, you're going to take this win and you're going to celebrate it and you're going to celebrate every one until you get there. Every, you know, every pound, like you're just going to like, don't stop that. You know, I, I don't know. It was just, I just had this moment where I realized, holy cow, Steph, you've been, you have just been, you know, ruining everything for yourself all these years mm-hmm. and you just got to do it and, and get in or get out. Like I, yeah. I was also afraid I was going to be like my dad. Like I was just going to end up like my dad. Um, this addiction and this regret and this not doing you're not you know I wasn't being myself I wasn't being my authentic self I wasn't living the life I I wasn't living I was like just existing and you raise such a good point that I think a lot of times when we get to a certain you know weight or place in our career where we're no longer happy but we're we're, and we're looking at the mountain ahead of us and it's like how am I ever going to climb that but the the way I look at it is the alternative of not climbing the mountain is so much worse. And and I think we have to sometimes hit that point. But like with my clients, yeah. I try and like, let's not, let's not get to that point. Like, let's just <laughs> go ahead and start climbing the mountain and see what happens. Like, yeah. it's really a lot better if we just start moving in that direction. Um, but I was the same way. And, and okay, I am, I'm still that way. I'm still like, wow, look at the scale still sitting firmly yeah. at 190, 190 pounds, you know? there it is. Like, but you know, you can look at your, like, it's not the same 190 pounds. It was six months ago. And it's not the same as, as whatever, like there is always progress if you're climbing the mountain. But Mm -hmm. I think standing at the base of the mountain, you're just like, how, how, and so how did you, what did you just said? I can't, I can't die like this. I can't continue like this. It was just that moment for you. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I started out and I just took it from, I started training. Uh, I started, I made myself go in my own gym and <laughs> in front of people. You yeah. owned, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I even had, there was something on social media where there were women in my gym who were talking about, there was a, there was a Facebook post where a really mean woman was posting about my husband saying uh, that he must train over other, I never forget it. He must train other women because well, look at what he's married to. Like, I wasn't even a who, like I was a what to, to them, you know, and they would just, so I had to go in my gym in front of all of them, but I just had to let that go and, and just ignore them and put those blinders on. And again, and it's like the mountain, you just go up a little bit. It's like every day. And I tell clients all the time, you know, focus on what's happening inside, focus on how you feel, focus on your recovery time. But I just had to, and I felt like I really had to train myself. I trained myself out of it. Like, I, I felt like I had to prove to myself I was a good trainer, you know, again. Um, and so it was me. I, people ask me that a lot. Like, who's who trained you? Whose program did you? I'm like, mine. Like, you know, like, I, just, I knew how to I, do this. I dug myself yeah, in. Just, I can get myself out. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't doing it. So I made myself do it. Um, I also, I have a, I have a mentor. She likens it to, and I think this is a great analogy, too, is that you just, you're in a cave and you can't, you can only see as far as like you have a lighter and you can only see as far as the lighter goes. So you just keep stepping into that light. What do you see? What do you see? That's kind of how I did it too. But that, you know, just what was in front of me? Let's just deal with what's in front of me. I get people, same thing. They, 
they get so caught up in the, I'm going to sign up for this race and I want to do this. And it's so big and scary. And it's just get go get out and walk. Like yeah. just get out and move, you know, and, and feel how, how good that feels. Um, feel how good it feels to drive past uh, the, you know, the, the fast food place and not stop and get food and pat yourself on the back for that. You yeah. Know, Cause that is something important right. for me. It was just uh, getting, getting through the cashier stand at the grocery store and all that candy. Like that is, <laughs> that is like, the Reese's cups. Like there was a phase <laughs> in my life where every checkout had a, had a Reese's cup. <laughs> You know, I just did that. That was just part of who I am. And I would never, and it's not that it's anything other than, well, it's a slippery slope for me because Mm -hmm. then the next time I'm in the checkout, it's the peanut butter cup. And so let's talk about the small habits because I love what you just said that you light, you know, you you turn your lighter Mm -hmm. on and you deal with what's right in front of you. That is the best analogy I've heard in a really long time (laughs) because I mean, we don't expect children when they go into kindergarten to like learn the whole alphabet and all their colors on the first day, we don't expect anyone to do that in any scenario yet. We expect to go in the gym, decide we're going to lose 50 pounds. And if we don't do it immediately, we're failures. Mm -hmm. Oh, screw it. I'm going to go back to the Reese's cups. Like how do you tell your clients and how do you convince yourself that it is the, cause I love you post about this on your Instagram all the time. It is the daily, it is the consistent, it is the numbing, repetitive, boring chicken and more chicken and broth, you know, it is that life that people Mm -hmm. say you're being deprived. They're like, you're being, how do you go without chocolate? And I'm like, how do I live with chocolate? Because that's how it is for me. And so, and I love discipline, not deprived is one what I see you hashtag all the time. So Let's talk about, I just threw a lot of things, but let's talk about the small habits, your concept of, you know, discipline and, and how mm-hmm. you're not deprived because you're living according to your yeah. own dreams. Uh-huh. And as you go through your life, what will happen, I'm sure you found this, is people will point it out to you. You walk into a party and they're like, there's a lot of food here you can't have. And you're just like, can I just walk through the door? And I tell people I can't have anything I want. I don't have it. There's a difference. And again, that's where that came from. I would just tell myself, or on days where I'd just be like, why can't I be like everybody else and just eat one peanut butter cup? Like peanut butter cups are my, oh my gosh. Yes. I could just polish off a bag of it. Like you wouldn't believe how And I don't even like chocolate anymore. If, if you told me that, I would have been crazy. I don't even like the taste of it anymore. But, you know, I would think, why can't I just be normal around food? Why can't I be like anybody else? And then I had to flip it and say, no, you know, no, I... I I'm not like anybody else. I have a goal. I have a way I want to live. I'm disciplined. I'm not deprived. Don't feel sorry mm-hmm. for me. I'm getting my goals. And guess what? Food is fuel. I, and people and activities and life is my enjoyment now. I used to eat my feelings. I used to eat to and drink to like push down my voice and, yeah. and numb myself or avoid problems or anything at all. You know, it all kind of goes together. I live this life that's so, yeah, it is. I put my clothes out. So what a day looks like. I put my clothes out the night before for my workout. I choose my bra because my whatever sports bra has got to go with what I'm doing, you know. It's true. And the shoes. And, I sleep and with my everything. sports bra on because oh, I, I used to found it a barrier to working out because like in the yeah, morning, I, getting yeah. it over my head. So I sleep in my sports bra now because all I have yeah. to do is put on my Same. pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It works. I get like that's the thing. Yeah. Whatever. I don't have any boobs, the thing. Though, so like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> see, I do. It's like so whatever you whatever works, like whatever gets you there, whatever you gotta hold on to to get you where you're going. But life I think that's the biggest thing that I want to get across to people is life like this. It sounds maybe maybe you see my thing is like you said repetitive, but damn, I it is not repetitive to lose 140 pounds and keep it off for six years and and fit it and wear whatever you want, do whatever you want and be able to, you know, to tr- to live in a body and live in a mindset where if I want to do something, I'll get it done. Like I will get it done now. Whereas before, Oh my gosh, if I had all the money, if I had the money back for all the races that I signed up for that I didn't do. And you know, like all these things that I just never followed through on, but my life is very like, like I say, it's when you add in all this discipline and you add in the, the, the steps and like you say, the little things, it leaves you so much more time for doing the things that, that bring so much more, so much value to your life. But all the little things bring value to your life. So your right. whole day is just awesome and churning forward. And yeah. I, it's, it's hard to even put into words, but when you live it, you know, you just, right. you get it and you want everybody to get it. I mean, the thing that I've found is when you have a plan and you have a conviction and you have your dream and you set everything in motion around it. So you're like, these are my meals. I don't have to think about them. I don't ever drink. So I don't have to think about that. I don't eat chocolate. So I don't have to. So the obsession, like, especially if you're an addict or have, Mm -hmm. you know, you love sugar, like removing the object of your obsession and putting it on something obsessive that's good for you or that's your dream, like making your dream the obsession versus the how much can I eat today? Or can, am I going to have one glass of wine or two? Like remove that obsession, plan your meals, Mm -hmm. eat your boring food and obsess about like, you know, how can I look good in a bikini or how can I do this race or how can I get faster? Like that's the key, I think. And that's seeing your goal, your dream and moving Mm -hmm. toward that and quit obsessing about the crap that you really don't want. (laughs) Like you really don't want it. All the guilt and the fallout that comes after that, because you have not, you've lowered your standards. You've not honored your promises to yourself. Like all the things that, you know, all the things, that you're, you're wasting time on uh that doesn't happen anymore and the other thing is like when you're talking about looking good in a bikini and all that that's a, that's a whole other area for women is like there is nothing wrong <laughs> with wanting to look good in a bikini like i i get it people are just you know you talked about wine like pe- women poke fun of themselves or they post memes about getting drunk and wine through the lockdown and all this stuff and you know <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it, that. I feel like I got to apologize for wanting to look in a bikini, but that other people, if yeah. I posted things about getting drunk, everybody would think I was funny. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's not funny. Well, if you can't handle it, it's not funny. And, you know, and, right. and like it's you say, it's real not summer, funny. Not really you got a drinking problem. No. <laughs> yeah. So, right. right. Yeah. You know, no, yeah. I get that. And I feel like there's been this shift and, and I don't know when exactly it happened, but it was like in, I want to say like 2002, it was like cool to be fit. Like everyone, you know, the, the fat people were, were shamed and everyone wanted to be mm-hmm. fit. Like, and we admitted that. And then there came this movement, like, don't shame people, which I agree with your choice right. is your choice. Be who you want to be. I don't care. But then there was a weird shift <laughs> of you shouldn't want to be more than you are. Exactly. Your body should not, you should not want a better body. Like, and I'm like, and I woke up one day and I was like, when did that happen? Because I was just sleeping and everyone told me I had to be skinny. 
And then I wasn't, and I was shamed. And now you're like, we're going to shame you for trying to do a bikini competition. <laughs> and I'm like, right. I don't. And so the summary is everyone keep your eyes on your own plate and stay in your own lane <laughs> and do what you want to do. Like there's the summary, but what has happened and is it a good thing? And are, when did we sell out on wanting what we want and being okay with it? One of the things I come across with my clients is, okay, what do you want your body to look like? Well, what I want it to look like, I can't get. Okay, yeah. what do you want it to look like? Well, I've just never been able to get there. What do you want it to look like? Well, you know, I think I would feel, what do you want it to look like? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we're even scared to say, oh my God, I want to look like that CrossFit girl who's 22 and it's totally realistic, but she's my dream, you know? Mm -hmm. I want to look like Tia Claire to me, the CrossFit game yeah. champion. She is 26. I am 40. It's fine. You know, but why can't we just admit we want what we want and go after it? Where yeah. are we missing it? I do Where that. And I do that. I do that in my program. There's like a week where we I do the same thing. I'm like, who's your body goal? Like, who do you want to look like? Just, and the same thing, I get the same thing. Like, well, you know, I'm afraid to tell you this or something, or I'm embarrassed, or I can't believe I'm saying this. And I'm like, just spit it out for God's sake. Because, and also if you never, <laughs> if you never go for it, you'll never know. So it's just absurd. But yeah, this whole, I am, you'll see, I am so not into the I think I gained 20 pounds when I got into that. I love myself no matter what and blah, blah, blah mentality. Uh, you never want to improve. You never want to challenge yourself. I don't you, love you myself right at any, Like I don't love myself at any size because, and it's not about no. the size. It's about the mental state, the habits, the promises I'm breaking, the yeah. internal who I want to be is being broken when I say it doesn't matter to me. So that's not true. Yeah. So when I gain, 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 I'm actually, that's when I'm lying to myself. Right. And that's, and you can't live in that duality. Like you just can't, you can only have it. it, it and that does a lot of people I work, the ladies that, that I work with too. When I say it takes a lot of energy to do this, doesn't it? And they just go, yeah. You know, like it, it, that's the other thing is like, it takes, what we were just talking about, it takes so little energy to just go for what you want. You think it's going to be hard, but my gosh, once you get a taste of it, it's like you just want more and more and more. Yeah. Um, and I think I always say, love yourself enough too. Like I flipped it. I just said, you know, and you fill in the blank. Right. But I don't think it's, it's obviously you can, you can love yourself and not like where you're at. Don't put that little barrier on. Mm, and kind that's of just a point. Yeah. Be like, you know, no, I love myself. No, matter. no, you can love yourself and you love yourself enough to do what it takes to change it. And to get out of it, because only you can do it. Because yeah. only you can do it. It's the hardest work you'll ever do, but it's the most valuable work you'll ever do and the most impactful work that you'll ever do. Right. It's it's just great. And I feel like I spend a lot of my time clarifying. Um, you know, <laughs> look, if you're happy, I, I'm not talking to you. You know, I'm talking <laughs> to the one who's saying, but I'm, I'm trying to be happy mm -hmm. as I am. Like if you're if you're desperately trying to be happy where you are, you're not happy where you are. So let's do something else. You know, that's what, exactly. that's what I look at. And look, if I was watching this show on um, Showtime, the seven deadly sins with Mer Morgan Spurlock, the guy who did supersize me. Oh, and yeah. The first episode was gluttony. And there was a, a woman who I forget her name. She's a, like a 700 pound star. And she's like, I love being big. And I, and I'm like, 
man, I wish I could be you because your dinner looks <laughs> awesome, you know, and she's like good with it and good if you be who you want to be. But, you know, my audience, my people I'm speaking to is if you are have always wanted to be in another body or wanted to yeah. do a thing, like listen to that call because we yeah. life's so short, right? Mm-hmm. Not, forever. The other thing is that when you're that big person, I've seen some of these, these ladies too. And having lived in, I would say I've lived in both bodies. You can't, you cannot convince me. And the other thing is if, you know, you might be happy or you might want to wear what you wear and write to all the companies and say they should make clothes. I'm so glad I didn't start writing to companies and telling them to make clothing bigger size. And I put that energy into getting into their size clothing. I, I, you know, I'm so glad I did that. But the other thing is, you got to stop and just take a moment too, and and have a good hard discussion with yourself that if at the size that you're at living the way you are the inactivity the, the food the poor nutrition what that's doing to your body the inflammation all that are you going to live as long as you should and the answer is no i don't believe it you, you are taking years off your life and those years that you're going to live in that larger body that can't move and be and do the things that you want to keep up with your kids I go, I go kayaking now. One of the reasons why I love to go kayaking is because I, I used to not be able to fit in a kayak. I remember one time falling into the water because I couldn't fit. So that instead of being like, they should make bigger kayaks. And, you know, why don't, why don't those people have extra large kayaks? That was something in the back of my mind. I was like, I'm going to fix this. I want to fit in that kayak. Because let me tell you something. Nothing feels better than getting, in a, getting your butt in a kayak when you couldn't do it before. Doing that work and, and knowing that. And it it moves into other areas of your life. It moves into your, your professional life, into your relationships, into all sorts of things. I wasn't the same. I wasn't the same person when I was twice my size. Like yeah. I wasn't happy. Right. I was angry all the time. It's like I was, I posted about that the other day too. My kids will say to me, they'll look at my pictures and say, I don't remember you like that. And they say, I know you were like that. And I know you were grouchy all the time and tired. <laughs> and all these things, right. And they're like, because it wasn't me. And I knew that. And so they'll say that, but they, it's funny how your kids, like I've seen kids, they want mart, they don't want martyrs, they want moms. And you take it a little mm-hmm. time. That's another like barrier. Well, I can't take time because I got to run my kids all over the place and I got to do this and I got to do that. I think about all the things I said back then. And if my kids heard me, that was awful. Like they didn't ask to be born, you know, and I was their mom and I des- they deserved a mom that was, did not blame them for her being overweight because it wasn't, it wasn't their fault. It's my fault my fault completely um that's another whole thing that some of us get into as moms you know i can't because i have kids and i gotta do this that and the other. i have three daughters and one big thing i did one little exercise and i remember one day sitting down and looking at my life looking at my because you gotta remember my for i'll speak for myself my size was was it was it was my life presenting itself in, in my body because, because of the, you know, my, my professional mess, because of my emotional mess, because all this stuff I was eating, I was drinking, I wasn't exercising. I was just, I just treated myself like a garbage can. Yes. And it wasn't because I love food and because I didn't like to work out. It's because I, I just really didn't like myself and who I was being. Well, you know, when it comes to my kids, and all that. Um, I looked at myself one day and I was like, I mean, I got four clothes on. I got my, like, I let my whole life just go, just, I mean, seriously, dumpster fire. Like, my car got repossessed with, I will own this. My car got repossessed with the lacrosse team's uniforms in the back. Like, how <laughs> embarrassing is that? Like, I, I was team mom and like, I, I, and I didn't care. Like, 
I literally uh, remember them coming and getting my car outside in my car. And I was just my back bed. Like uh, that's how, which I can't even recognize myself in that, you know, right? Yeah. So, right. But one of the things that the point of this is, you know, <laughs> is that my kids, you know, didn't deserve that. And they, now they say like, you know, you're, 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 you know, I don't remember you like that because they like the me that I am now. But also I remember taking after getting my car repossessed and poor clothes on all these things because I let all this happen to myself, blame the recession, blame people, blame all this, but it was me, you know? And it's funny. I looked at my life and I thought, you know, I sat down with you and I thought, if I, I hate where I'm at right now. Like I hate physically, I hate my life. I hate everything. This needs to change. Like this needs, this is not working. And then I looked at my kids and I thought, you know what, girl, if, if, if your kids, can, are you, are you going to be okay with your kids being like you when they're your age? Because if you're not, mm. you've just handed, you've just handed them the roadmap to that. You just lived yeah. it right in front of them. Right. And that's not okay. And that was a huge motivator for me. I was like, hell no. And I can't guess what. And I thought the beauty of that, because then I beat myself up about it. I was like, you suck. Like you lost your kid's house. We had to move into this little house and it was awful. You know, and it was just, I felt like the biggest loser ever. And, and then I remember thinking, you know what though, here's the deal. You can show your kids how to win. You can show your kids, like we all want everything to go perfect for our kids. And we want them to have a great life and all these things. But we can't, we can't be sure that's going to happen. So I can show my kids what happened. What do you do when, when you screw up, right? Or when unfair things happen to you and you end up at 48 years old thinking, you know, I can't stand my life, you know, what I've become. Well, you can show the kids how you work. You can show your kids how you work yourself out of that, how you stop drinking. Yeah. Well, my kids don't even, it's funny, they're in college. I talked to them about drinking. and said, like, mom, I don't want to drink. And I think a lot of it's because they saw my path. Like they, they saw both of their parents and they're like, right. and my dad, you know, it's like, I don't want to do that, mom, you know? But I think that's something good is, and you know, the first text I got when I did my first show was from my seventh grade daughter who texted me after my husband put the video up on Facebook. I was horrified. I was so scared. People are going to make fun of me and stuff. She literally was the first person to text me and, and I'll never forget it. The, the text was, uh, I love you. You did it. You look so pretty. I'm so proud of you. It was so simple. And in that moment, I remember thinking, in seventh grade, they're supposed to be embarrassed by you. You're embarrassed. <laughs> right? And I remember her saying, texting me that. And I remember that kid. I thought she has never, I gotta be honest with myself. That child has never seen me finish anything other than uh -huh. big plates of food and bottles of wine. I mean, really, I, I never stuck to anything. So it's neat that she locked on that. Like you did it. It was like, she saw me following right. all the way through. And I don't know. I just let, I, I want other people to know what that feels like. You know, right. you're not, de you're not depriving your kids by taking some time for yourself and showing them the best you know, version of you and this, and you model that for your kids. This is how you take care of yourself when you become an adult. Cause it's hard. Right. And don't think it's hard. And <laughs> I, you raise such a good point to be honest with your kids and let them see the struggles that you've had, because I think part of the issue that I, all the issues I had is that there were expectations and I never knew that struggles were normal. And so I just internalized it. Right. And then, you know, 280 pounds later or I was pregnant when I hit that, but you know, I just, I never knew that you could dig out. And so like when I talk yeah. about body weight and I talk about drinking and I talk about like, don't settle for 
a body you don't want. It's bigger than that. Like you said, you said it's not even about the body weight. It's about, <laughs> are you where you want to be? And for me, that was, it was all tied together. It was all mm -hmm. tied together because I, deep down, I had a dream of, of looking a certain way. I still do. And when I'm not acting in line with that, I, I'm tortured. I'm like absolutely in torment over it. Like every day is terrible. Yeah. I'm mad. I'm mean. And blah, blah, blah. so, you know, I think that's where the messaging keeps getting skewed, like with body image and dieting and diet culture and media mob. Like that's, and I, I wish I could come up with a way to <laughs> say what I want to say where it's not like, because people just, they go one way or the other, they get offended or, but it's not about that. It's about where, what you want and going after that. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about your show because I think that is <laughs> so fascinating and maybe no one cares about bodybuilding, but I do. And this is my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so I want to talk about it. Um, because it. you went from what was your max weight and, and what was the progression and what was the show yeah. progression and what did you eat? Yeah. Like, give me the whole thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So last time I stepped on scale was two sixty five, which I know I got bigger than that. I just and how tall are you? Myself. You're little, right? Five four. Yeah. Okay. If that. Yeah. So and the thing was, I I have two friends who were uh, Olympia champions. It's really funny. So I I'd known them, you know, for a long time and everything, and and so I watched them, and I had Oxygen magazine. I, like I said, I just didn't do any of it, but yeah. I always kind of wanted to do. I thought it would be kind of cool to do a show. So. Lost my lost away. I lost 120 pounds that first year. Then put, and I also had a end of surgery that year. It's a whole that's a whole other discussion. I distracted me all sorts of problems, setbacks, and everything. But I still managed to keep keep the weight off. And then the uh, more 20 more in early 2016. And then I remember just looking in the mirror, going, "Okay, what now? You know, like I need another goal because it's I, I I've hit this and I want to change my body too. I want to move it around. I always talk about moving it around. Like I yeah, I just kind of looked deflated. So I started. I thought I'm going to do a show. And then this one um, WBF have has a transformation division. I felt more comfortable doing that than getting out there full on like posing and everything. And uh, so what I did was sorry about that. So <laughs> sorry about that. What I did was I um I started training. That's one of my kids. Sorry about that. I got a new okay. phone and I forgot to turn it on. Do not disturb. And that's one of my kids. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, great. Why did I do that? But anyway, um, so I started training for that and I got a trainer and, uh, and I, I got a coach cause I think all, I even coaches need coaches. So signed up for that. I signed up for an Atlantic city show in about, uh, that was in December. So it was probably in the middle of the year, like June. Right. And I just kept doing that work. And that was tough. You know, I just kept, didn't change my weight much, but just kept putting on, you know, muscle and everything. And then that was, but that was hard. The, the, I don't know. The training was easy. <laughs> the eating the was food easy. food is yeah. hard. Oh, it was? No. Yeah, like food. For me, it was. I, I do well when it's like, I know what I'm eating and I eat the same thing. I'm just so... Yeah, like, I do and, too, but it's just bland. <laughs> yeah. So that was that. And I would kind of eat a little bit of different, like maybe I'd make dinner with my family and have a little bit of that or something. Okay. Um, but it, for me, it was like the posing. Looking at myself in a mirror is still really hard. Like taking a video of myself. And well, I'm not there yet. Walking. I think like <laughs> when, you know, I send my trainer a video um, and that's, and I'm like, 
And I'm like, okay, these are my lats. And I'm, you know, and I'm like, nothing <laughs> is changing back there. I don't know how to flex, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think when it gets to that point, because I also can't dance and I have no coordination. And so it's like, I don't know. That's going to be a whole nother. I should probably film all of those and put them up on Instagram because that's going to be a riot. <laughs> it's the worst. Posing. It's so hard. It's in the near. you like, I had to wear my heels while I was doing laundry. Like people don't just walk around your house in heels, you know, do your laundry in them and all that. It was just what a nightmare. So I, but I did the first show. And then what happened was they always have a world, you know, every year somewhere. Usually it's uh, like Caribbean. London or something like that, or Vegas, like everything just keep kind of rotating it. And that year was, I I just didn't think they let us do worlds. Like they, you have to get invited and you know, you have to have your invite to win your division, all this stuff to get it. And, and, and so I just kind of thought, I was like, Oh, I don't know. You know, I, I guess they don't let us do it because we're just the transformation people or something. And then when I found, I found out that, um, they love that division and you get to qualify for worlds and all this stuff. So I was just like, okay, well, let's just go for this. You know, like, yeah, it was yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like the show, the show was the goal. And then that evolved into the world's goal, which was the next, next August. So I was in December. And, uh, but yeah, I just ate the chicken and asparagus and train. <laughs> and I just, I thrived on that. I, and it's really funny. Cause you mentioned some things is um, I'm doing I'm trying for another show now. And it's funny because I sit there and I go, I've changed so much that I'm kind of like, I really don't care what I look like. Why am I doing this? Am I doing this to impress people? You need to have this little inner dialogue. Like, why am I? And then I think, remember how much fun you had? Like, remember how much you loved it? And you met a lot of friends and like all the good that came out of it. It's not, I don't know if that sunny thing in our brain that wants, wants to make us think that it's, that we're being boastful or something. Yeah. Which, who cares? Like, you know, I, I'm enjoying it. It's making me better and I love it. So I did work. I went yeah. to did a did the Atlantic City show, and I never forget. I'll share this because I was standing, getting ready to go on, on stage. I didn't know what I was doing. We were getting ready to walk out there, and they go, "Oh, it's not a um, runway; it's a T walk." And and I'm like, "What's a T walk?" And I remember the I'm just standing there, ready to go out, and the and the stage manager just goes, "Oh my god!" Like that, and she's like, "Come here!" And, she's like, and there's people walking around there, and she's like, "You walk here, you walk here," and she goes here, and. I, I literally didn't know what I was doing. I don't so. know what that is. Good to know. I had to just figure it out on stage. But oh my gosh. I felt so alive and, and shows are so much fun. It's like it's like the party. When you get out there, you'll see. It's it's like you've done all this work and this is the party to celebrate. Everybody backstage is doing it with you. Everybody in the audience has either watched you do it, has done it, has part of your family. You know what I mean? The atmosphere is so much yeah. fun. I feel so far away, so, so (laughs) far away from that moment. But I think I have to start, you know, when I signed up for Ironman, I felt very far away. And so I felt very far away from it for several months after I signed up. And then I started having this mental loop I played in my head, which was finishing the race. It was the seven block finish line run. And I started playing that in my head. Mm -hmm. And from there, it became real and it's I started to feel it and I started to live it even though like I didn't get any real really any faster (laughs) I didn't you know so part of me is like I think you gotta sit down close your eyes and picture your green bikini because I know I'm gonna wear a green (laughs) one and you know just like start to 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 do it because I got so excited my coach had me um he moved my macros up and I had a lot more fat and I put on like 
I don't know, five, six pounds in two weeks. And I was like, this is the wrong direction. <laughs> you know, this is the, but I did my pictures and I compared them side by side. And, you know, this is only the crap that people that are training see because <laughs> yeah. any strangers like, you look the same, but <laughs> I could like, see but... like the second abs coming in, you know, I've always mm-hmm. kind of had a top, like if I suck it, I'm like, Oh, there's an abs. But I can see the second and the like um, obliques starting to, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting abs. This is crazy. And um, that feeling, that was what like made me tighten the food even more and make me work out harder. And so I can, for the first time, I think in my life, I'm really believing I can change this body. I'm like, oh no, it's (laughs) happening. I can can actually change this. It can look different, not just operate differently. That's the thing. I can control my body and I can put muscle on it and I can move it around. It's fascinating to me. And it's so neat. It's it's hard until you do it. Like you say, it's hard to put into words. I'm obsessed with glutes right now because there was somebody said, you know, after 50, you can't, you can't grow your glutes. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'll show you, you know, so I'm just, <laughs> and I have, and I was just like, this is so neat. Plus glutes are what get, are going to keep you out of a nursing home because you can get down and up off of a toilet, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah. that's what I do. But yeah, I, I think it's really cool. You do the work. The other thing I think with training, you'll, and you probably found is the, the, the workouts don't change. I remember my coach, I was going, well, am I getting a new workout? No, you know, it's been four weeks or, you know, whatever. And she was like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or we're not, just you know, do those curls, yeah. all hundred of them. <laughs> you, just, you just sit there on that machine till you yeah. can. Yeah. I mean, which I yeah. love, I love boring repetitive, to be honest. Like it's I'm like a zone out and, um, mm-hmm. I like the burn. I like when things start to burn, like, can you get one more, How about one more, one more. Oh, I, know. You know, I like that. And so I, I think I'm kind of made for this. I don't know if yeah. I'm made for the stage, but I know I'm made for like the, you know, the bodybuilding life. I yeah. love it. I love, um, well, do 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 you love it? Do you love it? And do you love it? First of all, <laughs> but then you're yeah. made for the stage. That's the other thing people see. People tell me that all the time. I'd love to do what you do, do a show. And I was like, well, let's do it. And they're like, well, I don't know if I can. And I'm like, why? Did you do the best you could? You know, the, the, and honestly, I'll share that with you. The thing that you want to do is is all you want to feel like you won is like, did I do everything I could before I stepped out on that stage? Yes. I'm a winner. You know, when I went to London for Worlds, so I got invited to Worlds. And then that was like eight months later. So I trained eight more months, like stayed on it, moved to Florida. I mean, I went through so much that year. It was crazy. And I went to, and I almost, I remember being like, I don't have money to do this. It's just selfish again for my family. Why am I spending money to go to like that? I had that whole internal dialogue. And, but I'll tell you, talking about this, you know, it's really interesting because it, it was one of the most fun things that I've ever done. I met so many great people. Um, you feel alive. And, you know, but I remember going there and my biggest goal not was not to, I wanted to win. I didn't win and I'm salty about it still because <laughs> I lost to a guy. Our, 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 our division is, is co-ed and, oh. and we can be with guys and it's hard. And, but if I lost the same amount, percentage of weight and everything that he did. He was just like 10 feet tall. But, and, but I remember I wanted to, all I wanted was to, to look like I belonged there. Like I had a thing. I was just like, I just want to look like I belong. I don't want to be at the transformation. And I showed up and they were like, what division are you? I think she said like fitness or something like, are you, what do you fit division? Are you fitness? Cause they're looking you up to check you in. 
And I got all misty, like I got all teary eyed, and she and she was just like, like look at me, like what's going on here? And I was just like, and I gushed. I was like, I just wanted to belong here on transformation, but I just wanted to look like I belonged. And very first thing that I interacted with somebody, like it was yeah, there. They not you only know, said I, you belonged, but they like graduated you two classes. You know, they're like, yeah. you're a fitness girl. You know, oh my god, that was it. Know. And I was just like, yes. Now, yeah. now I've won before I even got on the stage. Like that was, yeah. you know, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. You're a winner. Just don't say that. You're a winner just by doing the work and showing up for yourself. And and the the, the show, remember, is the show is the party. Like the the work is the work. Like all oh, like the food and the workouts and the two a days and the extra cardio and all that and granny pants and like all the things that you're <laughs> Wait, what's in granny your bar, pants? Right? That's wearing your granny pants. Like sleeping in your bra, like all oh, that. I was like, like, wait, I don't know granny pants. People talk about wearing granny pants under their leggings or whatever. I don't know. But it's just like that's that's the stuff that makes it, you know. I mean, you look back and you realize I focused so much on the stage, or I almost did it, didn't do it because I thought people will laugh at me or what will people think? And you know, and I gotta go out in this this in this bikini and heels and all these things. What's everybody gonna think or the pictures that you're sharing and all the stuff you put yeah. yourself out there. And the show is just, the, it's just the party. It's the celebration of all that work that you did. That's all it is. Like if yeah. you go out there and you have fun, you've won. You know, if you, if you right. showed up for yourself that whole time, you won before you even set foot out, even put your heels on. Yeah. Right. And for me, it's, it's such a bigger context because this has been my life's battle. This has been the thing I've fought with myself about. Like, who am I? I'm this fat girl. Like I, I've just lived it. And I'm like, no, I'm not a like, stop. Um, and even if I was, who cares if I love it, like A and B, but I don't love it. And I feel like I owe it to myself to get to that end of the spectrum to be like, oh yeah, I did Ironmans at 200 pounds. And then I put on a tiny bikini. So wh- who am I? <laughs> like you are whoever you say you are. And then you go and you become that person. Like this is part of my shtick. Like, I got to do this because this is mm-hmm. what I say to people, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I'm like, I've been telling people this for a long time. So I'm yeah. just going to go do this thing. And yeah. um, I appreciate your inspiration. Instagram is probably going to cut us off here in a minute. So we probably should Sorry, wrap, but um, I appreciate your inspiration, everyone. This is Stephanie Kelly. You're Stephanie underscore J underscore Kelly, right? Yes, On Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, go follow her if if you don't already. I love what you write. You're a writer too. I mean, yeah, whether you know it or not, you're certainly a great writer. I love to write. I want to write a book. I keep people yeah. have told me that you should write a book, and I, you've written books. So people just said, you know, I keep talking, and they're like, just just write ten minutes a day. Just keep just keep writing. Same concept yeah. of losing weight. Yeah. You'll get there. Thank you. You will. You will. All right, Stephanie. Well, thank you so much. And everyone, thanks for joining on Instagram and for on the podcast, go give Stephanie a follow. And um, yeah, I look forward to my stage journey and your next one, which Mm -hmm. when are you like, you're like 18 weeks, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be November, but it might be in my backyard by my pool at this point. I'll just be, I don't know if there's going to be a show. We'll train hard for it. Got it. (laughs) Okay, friend. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Same 24 Hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.